Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And a lot to get to today, actually, and a lot of it is about the season in limbo, uh, the draft being pushed back, the combine being pushed back. Kind of a lot of news came out today as the NHL as a whole, uh, and we're going to get to a lot of it, as much of it as we can. Uh, and because I couldn't do the show yesterday because my neighborhood decided to lose power, um, I didn't get to get to the the bracket, the March Madness bracket of sports movies and do another section of that. So we will get to all of that stuff as quickly as we can. Uh, and first things first, follow the show on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. Follow on Facebook. No, Facebook. Wow. Haven't done anything on Facebook in a long time. So follow on Instagram. Search for Lockdown Avalanche and send questions, comments, concerns, opinions. If you'd like to be on the Fandom Friday segment, which we are going to take a break from for this week, just because it's been a, a hectic and chaotic week all over the place. So uh, we're going to take a break from that this week. Uh, send all of that fun stuff to Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. Uh, we did another simulated game. We just finished that. It was the Avalanche against the Oilers. Avalanche scored two very early, gave up two over the course of the next period and a half. And then uh, Tyson Jost scored the game winner, and they added another empty netter, and they won it 4-2 to two against Edmonton in Edmonton. And by my calculations, that bring them up to 98 points on the season. So in my simulated world, Avalanche are sitting pretty. Uh, they're going to make the playoffs regardless. And next game will be Friday against Winnipeg. So uh, join those. Those are definitely a lot of fun. I always post the link to Facebook. Oh, my God. Why is Facebook on my mind tonight? I always post the link to Twitter and Instagram about 15, 20 minutes before puck drop, which is always at nine o'clock Eastern. So join those. All right. I have a poll, I had a poll question up. The poll question from a couple days ago was, which would you be more upset in seeing uh, of, of see, not happening? What would you be more upset of not happening? Nathan McKinnon losing the heart and Cal McCarr losing the uh, Calder and Cal McCarr won that going away. And I didn't. I was wondering if it was because people are would would not want to hear Vancouver fans. <laughs> if it was because Quinn Hughes, if if Kale McCarr were to lose that, uh, it would most likely be to Quinn Hughes. So is it because you don't want to hear be, uh, the Vancouver fans kind of you know rubbing it in your face that that he won it over Kale McCarr? Or is it that that's just a once-in-a-lifetime award for that particular player? Nathan McKinnon can get more MVPs down the road if he doesn't win it this year. He will probably be up for it multiple years. Maybe not consecutive years, but I'm sure there's going to be many, many more seasons that Nathan McKinnon will be up for MVP. So it, it, which dynamic is that? I was almost going to put up a follow-up poll Excuse me to see 
which one it was. If it was just they don't want to hear the Quinn Hughes people and Vancouver people, or knowing that Nathan McKinnon will get more opportunities. Either way, people would be more upset that Camel Car would not have won if he didn't if he doesn't win it. They'd be more upset that he didn't win that. The question I have up right now is, uh, you know, Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, Patrick Waugh, they are clearly on the Colorado Avalanche uh, Mount Rushmore. So the question I posed was, who would be the fourth face on that Colorado Avalanche Mount Rushmore? Would it be Milan Hayduk, Adam Foote, Alex Tangay, or somebody else? And if it was somebody else, just put it in the comments. This is about halfway over, uh, but right now Adam Foote is winning that, which I kind of expected. So we will get to that final when when that poll comes to a close. We'll talk about that tomorrow. And uh, some of the if people, I think people had put some stuff in the quotes or in the comments, but we'll talk about all of these guys why they're deserving and anybody else that was put into the comments. So go on Twitter and vote for that. All right, so there's a lot going on in the NHL right now. They announced that they are postponing the scouting combine, the awards, which we were kind of just talking about, and the draft. And they they pretty much have postponed them indefinitely. Uh, the National Hockey League today announced the postponements of the 2020 scouting combine, NHL awards, NHL draft, uh, which were originally scheduled for June 1st through the 6th in Buffalo. That's for the Combine. June 18th in Las Vegas. That was for the awards. And June 26th, 27th in Montreal. That's for the draft. Uh, Due to ongoing uncertainty with, with the coronavirus, the location, timing, and format of the 2020 NHL draft and draft lottery will be announced when details are finalized. With respect to the NHL awards, the league looks forward to returning to Las Vegas in the future. Las Vegas has been home of the awards, whatever. So I think the awards, uh, people aren't too concerned with those. Those are, are, you know, fun to watch, more bragging rights than anything. The combine is a big deal, obviously, and the draft kind of goes hand in hand with the combine. So those two are the two things I think people are watching and how they're going to do this. And then the flip side of this is the NHL is asking around to teams on any ideas that they have about doing the draft. If they were to, to have to do it a different way than normal. Because if you were just to freeze the season as it is, do you is that what you do? Like, if you are deciding our season is over... The way the standings are right now, whether or not you go to the playoff or not. Well, I guess if you do go to a playoff, then you freeze the the standings the way they are. The teams that make it to the playoffs make it to the playoffs. Teams that don't, don't. And you allocate the percentages for the draft accordingly. Some people think that's not fair because they didn't play out the rest of the season. And uh, a team could have dropped in the standings as, as much as, as weird as that sounds. A team might be rooting like, hey, we could have lost more games. We still had 12 games to go. We could have improved our percentage points to win the lottery. And they're right. So the, I guess the NHL is asking around to 
other franchises, if you have any ideas, send them our way. One of which I have read about today is doing a a tournament to and the winner i guess i'm still trying to figure out the logistics of this you they would actually go back to playing the game so it's almost like you're you're kind of finishing out the regular season and the way that it would work it seems like the the teams that are kind of on the bottom of the standings your ottawa's and your detroit's would technically have home games on home ice and the teams that are kind of like on the bubble, say like Minnesota, or um, yeah, I could say like Minnesota is, is out of the playoffs, and they and they and they miss it by like a point. They would have to play a lot more games. I'm under, I'm, I'm the way that I'm feeling. I'm reading this. They'd have to play a lot more games, and and they'd have to go on a run and win them all to get, I guess, more percentage points. I don't know that there's the exact details haven't come out. I guess it's just. This has come out that a team has proposed this. So the logistics have not been released. And I don't even know if they've been worked out. I think, I don't know if the the team that proposed it just said, why don't we try this? And I think maybe if the league came back and said, okay, uh, what do you have? I think then those details will get fleshed out. But it seems like the teams on the lower end of the standings wouldn't have to do much. Pretty much would have to play like a game or two. They'd have to get, get like a, a couple round by and just maybe win a couple games, which is a, a, a big ask for teams in their position because they haven't been winning all season. So what would you, what would make you believe that they would win a game of that magnitude, which anything is possible in hockey clearly, but even if they were to lose, which people would expect them to do, like if you were going to have a, a team that was on the bubble of going to the playoffs, play a, technically championship game for a draft lottery. Uh, the Detroit, say Detroit lost that game, their percentage points don't go down by that much. In the end, your percentage points are still going to be the same. It's more for the teams that are on the bubble to give them a better percentage points to get that first round pick, which would be huge if a team is on the bubble of making the playoffs and then they get the first round or the, the number one overall pick. And on top of it, it would it would just get teams playing again. And if you can't do uh, uh, finish out the season the way the NHL wants to, if you have to go right to the playoffs, it would get these teams that were on the bubble to play and kind of even out the field between the teams that have to go into the playoffs and continue to play, and these teams that didn't make the playoffs and continue to get more time off, giving them more of a benefit going into the next season. I hope that made sense. <laughs> because, I mean, it makes sense to me as I'm saying it. I hope I explained it in, in some sort of way that you could uh, pick it apart and understand it, but... Either way, it's a very interesting proposal. I don't see how that would work at all, but it's accomplishing what the NHL wants. Give us some ideas. There's an idea, as crazy as it sounds. We've never been in this situation before, so maybe they go that route with something like that. Who knows? We'll see. All right, so things like that and, and the draft and, and a tournament, as crazy as that sounds, which you know could be interesting and could be it would definitely be 
something that I think people would tune in to watch because it's never done been done before. The the bottom line is we have no idea where we are. And this is all speculation and this is all what ifs and what could be's and all that other stuff. But right now we we have no clue. And there is an article, it's right on NHL.com, and the headline just says status of NHL season dependent upon pattern of coronavirus. And the quote that the league's chief medical officer says is difficult to predict where the pandemic is going. And we we have no idea. And when when if you watch the news a lot and just watch this thing and, and see how everybody just says it's going to get worse before it gets better, that's as the the world and especially the United States and Canada as a whole. So to speculate on all this stuff um is is kind of good just to talk about and and throw out hypotheticals and maybes. But um if you read this article on NHL.com, it it's good because it it's just they they don't they are in the same pattern that everybody else is right now, sports related or not. Um, and they just don't know what, what or when anything will continue. Um, it, it, I'm trying to find. There's a, a quote in here that. Okay, the, the specific cir- circumstances are obviously going to depend on the pattern of the disease and the specific risks at that time. That's one of the difficulties. This thing is changing daily, and guidance from health authorities is changing daily based on changing circumstances. And that's that's the thing. Like this thing is changing day to day. What they are doing, and this is pretty incredible to me, is they are they are looking into how easily this virus could be spread in playing a game. If players, if I think if a player has it, what is the risk of that if it being spread during playing a game? You would think, duh, pretty easily. And there's some quotes in here that make you think like, man, they're really, they're looking at this. Not that, the, that they're going to play it, but I think they're just getting more information on it. And so experts have told the NHL, the potential for player-to-player transmission of the virus on the ice is probably relatively low because most cases are occurring in people in close proximity to each other for at least minutes. However, the virus is primarily transmitted by touching surfaces and inhaling respiratory particles. And this is a quote. It's more likely to be transmitted in the context of a hockey game because you have players in close proximity to each other sharing common space. When they aren't playing, they're traveling together as well as on airplanes and so on. So that increases exposure to the team. So there's the fact that they're, they're looking into how long on the ice players could be around each other. I, like I, I'm reading this, and they're like they can't seriously be considering playing. If I mean, if, if if they know a player has it, there's no way that they can play the game. If they don't know a player has it, and he's on the ice, if they're not in, if they're if, you know if they're not in the same vicinity for minutes at a time, they're okay. I still wouldn't want to play that game. I'm sorry, but. Where it really comes into play is, yeah, like you said, players on a team constantly around each other on that team during practice, in the locker room, on the plane, you know, wherever, in, in the hotel room. 
So it's more likely to be passed within the same team than from one team to another during the course of a game. It's pretty fascinating stuff to me. So, uh, but they are complying with CDC rules and, you know, what the government is saying or not saying. Um, So it doesn't seem like they're going to be at the forefront of we're going to go back on the ice, even though maybe there's some risk involved. Uh, But it's just kind of amazing to read that, yeah, they are literally looking at everything. Now, on the flip side of that, of them saying we don't really know when we're going to return, which I believe, you go over to, where was this? I think it was on MSN. And this headline reads, NHL expected to resume regular season in July. Now, they don't really give you, it seems like they are, are guessing on this based on reports because the NHL apparently has gone out and sought arena availability for each team through the month of July, seeing like what they have, obviously, other than hockey in these arenas. If there are basketball games scheduled and if basketball comes back, if there's concerts scheduled, if there's wrestling there, if there's the circus came to town or whatever, they're trying to figure out, they're trying to plan out if they were to start back up in July, how could they make it work? That doesn't mean that they're going to come back in July. This article says, but they are trying to, if it's a possibility, this is what we can do. And I, and I understand that. It seems like more and more the player proposal that we, or I talked about a couple of days ago where they basically have, there's going to be laboring. And it's not going to be good television. It's not going to be good hockey. I guess another big issue is if you start that season, you can make it work, but our ice conditions going to be rough. You know, these guys are are you know top of the line uh, rink managers, and they know what they're doing with the ice. But that's a whole other thing that you have to pile on top of this heap. And the biggest one is contracts. Contracts run out. At the end of June, June, yeah, the end of June. What happens with that? Do we just extend those and say this goes into the end of? If if we were our, if we are to start this season back up, we just extend the contracts another couple months. It seems like that would be the easy thing to do, uh, but I don't know if if there's more red tape there that needs to be pulled apart. It's just a mess across the board. There's so many boxes to check. I'm just happy that I'm not. I wish I was in there just to fly on the wall listening to this stuff, but I'm I'm glad I'm not making decisions on this because there's just so much to unpack here. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch and see it all unravel and how it unravels. But man, it's it, it's it's a mess right now. All right, so before we get to the bracket of uh, movie sports movies. That is going to replace our match March Madness brackets. I will say the app it was all day avalanche on the NHL network the other day on Tuesday. And watching almost all of that uh made me feel like, okay, I don't care what you have to do, just get playoff hockey back. Especially knowing that the Avalanche would be in the playoffs. Uh but watching the things that they had on that were just brought you back if you haven't watched it in a while. You can go on YouTube and watch uh, the run for the cup, the two episodes of that. But they just, it, ugh. 
there's nothing better than playoff hockey. And it just makes you say, I, I know I was saying in the past, just throw it up in the air and just let's just, you know, call it what it is and end the season. And, you know, instead of doing all this running around after watching that, I'm okay with doing the running around because it got me in playoff hockey mode <laughs> and now I want it more than ever. So again, out of my hands, but we'll see. All right. Uh, part two of our movie bracket, sports movie bracket to replace our March madness brackets. Since we don't have that either. Uh, the other day I did the, I guess it's the East bracket. And coming out of that was the number five seed miracle, which shouldn't be a surprise. It beat major league two in the, uh, regional final to make the final four. This is looking like the West and let's see what we got again. I have not looked at these. I didn't want to make any prejudgments. I kind of want to do it live as I'm recording. So you got number one, Rocky, which is Rocky one against 16. We are Marshall. And that would go to Rocky pretty easily. Number eight, rookie of the year against number $9 million baby. That's tough because two really good movies, but two really completely different movies. And that Rookie of the Year is kind of like a goofy comedy and Million Dollar Baby is a serious drama. And I would lean towards the drama in that, although I quote Rookie of the Year quite often, heat up the ice cubes. But I think Million Dollar Baby is going to take that one. Number five, The Natural against 12, Coach Carter. Mm, that's a tough one, too. You want baseball or basketball. I kind of grew up on The Natural. I've watched The Natural so many times. I think it's one of the better baseball movies. So I think I have to go that ever so slightly over Coach Carter, which is a really good movie. Four, Brian Song versus three, Invictus. I've never seen Invictus, so Brian Song would probably go on anyway. Six, Kingpin against 11, Bad News Bears. Oh, my God. That is a tough one. I'm going to come back to that one. We're going to skip that one. Uh, three Karate Kid against 14 Air Bud. Karate Kid. Uh, I, I maybe watched the Karate Kid more as a kid than any other movie. So that easily goes on against Air Bud. Seven Cinderella Man against 10 Waterboy. I hated the Waterboy. I like Adam Sandler, but I just thought the Waterboy was dumb. Cinderella Man, easy. Number two, Caddyshack. Number 15, Blades of Glory. Like I said the other day, Will Ferrell will move on. And as much as I love Bill Murray, I'm not as big on Caddyshack as everybody else is. Funny movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It was funny. But I did more like belly laughs than laugh out loud laughs in that movie. And Blades of Glory is hilarious, in my opinion. And that's a 15 beating a 2. So Blades of Glory is going to move on for Caddyshack. I'm sorry. Um, going back to Kingpin and Bad News Bears, I think I got to go Kingpin on this one. I didn't do Bill Murray for Caddyshack, so I got to put him in for Kingpin. All right, so we got Rocky and Million Dollar Baby, two boxing movies, and I think Rocky's going to have to take that one. The Natural and Brian Song. I think I'm going to go Natural on that one, although Brian Song is a very good movie. Very good movie. That's a tough one, but I think I have to go natural on that. Kingpin, Karate Kid, for me, it's the Karate Kid moving on. Cinderella Man, Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory is going to move on from that. 
So Blades of Glory, a 15 seed in the Sweet 16. So we got Rocky and what do I have here? I'm missing it here. Rocky and the Natural. Yeah, the Natural is over. So Rocky and the Natural. I'm going to go Rocky. And then I have the Karate Kid and Blades of Glory. I'm going to put the Karate Kid past that. So I have the Karate Kid and Rocky. And you guys are going to hate me. But Daniel Sun was my boy growing up. We were all doing the crane kick. As much as I love Rocky, but it's not my favorite Rocky. And if there's another Rocky, I haven't looked at the other side yet. If there's another Rocky in there, it might go a lot further. But Rocky 1, as good as that movie is, I'm sorry. I grew up with the Karate Kid. So I'm putting the Karate Kid in the final four, and I don't want to hear it. So you got final four. Well, at least two of the final four are set. It will be Miracle going up against the Karate Kid that's on the east-west side. So tomorrow we will do the – I got the south and the midwest left. We have, we'll do the south and see what comes out of that. So this is getting good. We're, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Uh, what do you guys think? Any of the ones that I picked that you're just shouting, you know, in your car or in your living room, whatever, wherever you're listening to this, where you were like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> There's no way Blades of Glory beats Caddyshack. <laughs> in my world, it does. I'm sorry. Let me know. So we will get to part three of that tomorrow. We'll do the South Side. And that'll be it for today, ladies and gentlemen. So if you want to get a hold of me, you know where to do so. LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter. Search for Locked On Avalanche at uh, Instagram. I'm not going to say Facebook again. And send your emails to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. That's going to do it for the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Please go check out the Locked On NHL podcast. All the goings on all across the league. So definitely go check that show out. All right, guys. Enjoy the day. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go!